Hello and welcome to the Awaken Your Business podcast. My name is Tyson Sharp and after coaching hundreds of online entrepreneurs, it became very clear that the vast majority were looking to grow a successful business unconsciously as a solution to feel enough, to feel worthy, to even feel safe and secure. And so it's in this podcast where we face those internal challenges head on and we do it through self-connection, we do it through elevated consciousness and heartfelt courage so that you can learn how to build a successful and aligned business simply as a byproduct of your personal awakening. So when you're ready, take a deep breath and I'll see you on the inside. Welcome back. Great to have you on here in another episode of the Awaken Your Business podcast. I I just listened to this interview, first of all, because since everyone's home through this pandemic, uh, the well, what we're finding online entrepreneurs and people doing Zoom calls is that the internet is a little bit uh, is a little bit shaky because everyone's home, everyone's using it, and so I'm more than happy to share. But it also leaves with a uh, a few technical issues here and there. Um, so I just went through this whole interview and and uh, and pieced together a lot of the a lot of the a lot of the nuggets and and cut out a lot of the things that. Uh, that showed up in terms of interruptions or disruptions, those sort of things. So, I uh, I just listened to it, and it's it's re- it really is something special. I'm going to be doing more of these interviews, more people from the community come on and share their stories, because uh, Michaeline Kane here, she has gone through trauma, and this is something I have not experienced at these depths, but. It's just so inspiring to hear other stories. And we don't go into the trauma. Um, I don't think we need to go into it. But but hearing her passion, hearing the way in which she not only went through those experiences, but how she developed a different level of self-love, a different depth and appreciation for herself. We go into things like looking at those sides of you and and noticing your avoidance patterns. So if you notice yourself, for example, looking after other people as a way to avoid your patterns, you're going to resonate a lot with this as well. We, we talk a lot, about, um, a lot about looking at yourself in the mirror and, and having those affirmations and noticing where it is within you that you, can, you struggle saying to yourself or that you might wince at something. It gives a really good indicator on what you need to look in, into and what sides of you you can love unconditionally that haven't been loved unconditionally yet? Uh, we also go into into you know deep dives into into strategies and ways in which you can be kind to yourself, where you can be kind to yourself, where you can have patience, where you can let go of outcomes and expectations, and really be in a place of being willing to feel uncomfortable emotions, be willing to feel the suffering, because the the extreme in which you're willing to feel uncomfortable is directly proportionate to the your your ability to feel different depths of joy and abundance and love and gratitude all those different things and so and so if you know it's time for you to stop avoiding and to look at those sides of you so that you can serve at the level you want to serve this is a conversation that you're going to love and you're going to want to take down some notes as well cuz Michaeline goes through a lot of tools a lot of strategies that she uses and uh and no doubt if they've if they've done wonders for her to live the abundant and joyful life she has now the 
the same is for you on the other side. So let's take it away. Okay, welcome back, everyone. We have Michaeline here, Michaeline Kane, and uh, one thing that I I'm looking forward to doing is bringing more people on this podcast, especially being, uh, especially people who have inspiring stories, people who have uh, hardships they've overcome, so that we can basically dive in deep into their brain and uh, and not only gain perspective on our own lives, but uh, learn the the, the mindset shifts or the, or the tools and tactics and strategies they might implement and, uh, and learn how to implement them in our own life. One thing that I uh, haven't told many people is that I, I was a little, bit, uh, a little bit worried when I started my coaching journey because it seems to be all the coaches, all the big people in the, in the personal development world have really empowering stories. And you know, they're empowering stories that they overcome something or they, you know, they had a particular downfall and they, they found a way to pick themselves back up. And that really wasn't me. I had, a, from my uh, experience, I had a pretty normal childhood with not a whole lot of drama. And that's why I think uh, I'm, I relentlessly do my own to uh, almost jump out of my own comfort zone you know, not only to develop myself, but also because I want the stories, you know, the stories for myself, the stories to share with people. Um, but it's awesome, Michaeline, to have you on here because uh, no doubt you've had a huge journey up till now with massive levels of growth and massive levels of experience. So first of all, I just want to welcome you and uh, give you a chance to introduce yourself and uh, let everyone know who it is you are and what it is you do. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tyson. I am thrilled to be here. I live near uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in the United States of America. I'm a pulse electromagnetic field technician. We call it PEMF. And I get to work on people and animals, physical injuries, as well as mental injuries, trauma. I think think the the one reason why we really wanted to do this interview and share your story is is because you've overcome a lot more hardships than than most people and so um i think the i think it's not only inspiring that you're able to share your story but also also the example that you're being uh in the world when you're when you're taking your leaps and you're you're following your dreams and doing all these things to serve and to help um i think that's i think it's truly inspiring for all of us to to learn from that and so um I think the main question would be what it is, what is it that you, that you had in the past that was a, not only, not only a challenge for you, but something that would, uh, that something helps you gain perspective, uh, you know, nowadays in, in your, in your everyday challenges. Well, I, I really enjoyed how you introduced our talk here today. It, what, what happens to us in life Everybody has their own perspective. We're all a mixture of a hundred variables, exponentialed by every single experience that we've ever had. How we grew up, where we grew up, our culture, our parents. So something that that might be really upsetting or even traumatizing to me might not be to somebody else from their perspective or their upbringing. We all get to see things through our own filter and lens and that doesn't make anybody's story any different 
than anyone else's. We're all entitled to our feelings and we all get to feel them no matter what happened or whether or not somebody else saw this as a beautiful or as a very upsetting or frightening situation. We all have to live our own stories. And I think learning how to feel your story for me was probably the hardest thing that I've ever done. There were some things that happened when I was younger and when I was growing up, I got into some dysfunctional patterns as a result of some trauma that I had. And I, I just ran from them with everything that I had in me because I didn't want to feel them. I didn't want to be uncomfortable. I didn't want to be sad. I didn't want to be in pain. So I just sort of kept repeating the same pattern, sort of hoping to, to find something new or so I either try things and not necessarily with alcohol or chocolate or drugs. That really wasn't my thing. I was a, I am probably a codependent. So I make myself feel better by loving and taking care of other things. So there was either that route. I would either find something or someone to love and take care of and, and pour all of this healing into, or I would like dull things with social media. Yeah. You know, maybe a couple of drinks or a concert or something like that. But there was really very little living in my body and acknowledging the things that were going on inside of me that, that really wanted to be seen. Mm -hmm. My resistance to my pain and my trauma kept me running in a cycle of either, you know, dullness or distraction for quite a long time. And how long was that time? So obviously everyone who's listening can resonate because we're, you know, in terms of our emotional patterns, we're either one, not aware of them or two, avoiding, right? Avoiding and resisting whatever patterns are coming up. And like you said, a lot of people can go into the patterns of avoidance and resistance. And one way that looks like is looking after other people, right? Looking after, mm-hmm. looking after other people and focusing on, on others and focusing on, on um, helping and serving. And as you said, using that as a way to avoid feeling and using that as a way to distract from the sides of you that need to be seen. Uh, how long were you going at, were you continuing with these patterns before you started to look inward and say, okay, I think there's something in here that I need to see. Well, I had, I had gotten sort of mixed up in an, in a, an abusive, a relationship that became abusive in my twenties and then got help, got a therapist, sought mental professional help, got out of that pattern. And then in my, again, about 10 years later in my thirties, after having a really successful, healthy relationship, I ended up back in a relationship where some of the warning signs were coming up that things were not going in a healthy direction. I had a lot of, a lot of panic attacks and my body really was like, whoa, 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 we are, we are not doing this again. You have to go back. You have to get help. You need help. And so I went back to therapy. So it's, you know, I think it's, I think it's a roller coaster. Even, even now, in the crisis of 
the pandemic, I have, I have days where I'm really hopeful. I have days where I'm really anxious. So it's really, it's really not been a linear process for me. Yeah. And, uh, and nor is it for anyone. And so when you, when you started looking inward, what was the real, what was the shift for you? What, what was something that happened or a circumstance or event that made you say, okay, there's something happening externally that, uh, that I can see as a pattern. When was that shift that you started looking inward and started saying, okay, that there might be something here that I need to do within me? I think that my feeling began when there was, there was a shift. So I, I hit, I hit rock bottom fairly well. Uh, my, I'd had a, my seven year healthy relationship for the most part, still normal, still had, you know, our, our things here and there, but for the most part, we were really good to each other. We ended up going our separate ways, uh, mutually a couple of days later, my son who was 15 at the time moved out. Uh, so I went from living with the two most important men in my life to living by myself for the first time in my life where I had no idea who I was. I had had a lot of my identity stripped away in losing those relationships. And I really got to spend a lot of time with myself. <laughs> yeah. As you would, if you don't know who you are, you, that's they're the questions you need to ask yourself is like, well, who am I hanging out with? If, if I don't know who I am. Oh my gosh, it was so weird at first. It was, it was terrifying. And then I, I began watching TED Talks. That was, that was probably the first step. I mean, I'd always loved TED Talks, but it, it almost became a communion for me. Every single day on my lunch break, I would watch a TED Talk and I would watch somebody else who had overcome incredible odds or who had fought the system or who had done the most difficult thing that, that we are sometimes called to do. And I began to see that they were human too. They yeah. were, they were afraid at times. They, they were, they felt hopeless at times. And I was like, Oh my gosh, these people who have accomplished these beautiful, amazing things are, I mean, they're just like me. They, they care and they try and they have hope. And that, that gave me an inkling. And from that inkling, you know, I began to piece together the other trusted, wonderful relationships in my life of, of my friends and, and my family. And I was, it was, it was interesting at first, but I really sat with myself and talked to myself a lot, sometimes out loud, sometimes in a journal. And I realized what terrible self-esteem I had. And I don't, I don't know that I'd ever realized that before. (laughs) I think it's, I think it's sort of an easy thing to glaze over, especially when I had been doing that unhealthy thing where I, where I put it in everybody else. I, I put it in my relationships. I put it, I put my love into my son and that's, that's all wonderful. But I was really only ever giving half because I had not realized how how sad I was about the things that had happened to me. And part of covering that up meant not acknowledging 
part of myself. And therefore I, I was only giving part of myself in my loving relationships. Yeah. Isn't that the truth? When, when we're in relationships, when we're building a business, when we're out there achieving our goals or, or looking to serve in a way that is a calling to us, one of the, one of the key questions is, am, am I whole? Am I, am I fulfilled? Am I giving my all because I've given it to myself first? And um, that's something that I ask myself all the time, which is why I took up a lot of meditation and started doing a lot of personal development and, and looking at the sides of me, right? The sides of me that are insecure or scared or worried or uncertain uh, is because it's, it's, a, it's a key distinction between wanting to, uh, wanting to serve and wanting to make a difference as a way to feel enough and as a way to avoid yourself or is because you've fulfilled yourself so much and you feel so whole that it is now your calling to serve and give. Is that what you found? Absolutely. That's a huge distinction, right? Huge, huge distinction. And so what would be from your experience, some of the advice or tips that anyone can take if they realize and they recognize in their own life that they may be, looking to serve or maybe distracting themselves from them, from, you know, the sides of them that they don't want to look at. What are some, what are some tools or, or strategies or tips that you would have for someone from your experience? So I think one of the ways in which I can tell when I'm moving from a place of lack and hopefully everybody can chime in with their own examples of how, they check in with themselves because, you know, this is such a, thank you for the beautiful platform to have this discussion because I have not yet had this kind of discussion with anybody outside of my inner circle. It's such a blessing. Thank you, Tyson. You're very welcome. Uh, the way that I check in with myself is I look in the mirror and I talk to myself out loud because I'm a big, big believer in vibrations. And that when you speak something, you, you make it true and you have given it power in the world. And, and it doesn't matter. Sometimes I scream these things when I'm alone. Sometimes I, I whisper them when I'm, you know, my roommates are home or whatever and whatnot. But I'll look in the mirror and I'll say, it has to be out loud, that I am kind and I am loving and I am smart because I, imposter syndrome is a big one for me too and that I'm beautiful. And if any of those things, when you say them out loud, when I say them out loud, if I wince at any of them, then I know that I need to sit down, need to do some meditation, which I, I try to do on a regular basis anyway, but that means when I'm wincing, that means there's some extra stuff going on in me that is not being paid attention to. And it doesn't matter. It's you know, that I, that I make enough money or whatever the thing is that makes you wince and that you don't believe when it comes out of your mouth, whether it's about looks or money or status or respect, you know, your community, whatever it is, what's the thing that I can say to myself that makes me not believe myself? That means... I'm lacking in something and I need to, I need to do extra meditation. Sometimes I really enjoy sitting with the thing that beats my heart. 
that's a that's a Kyle Cease heart-centered meditation that really helps me get into my body it's a, it's a beautiful meditation the other thing I'll, I'll do is I will sit down and picture myself as a child and really just say what's what is going on with you tell me anything tell me what happened tell me how you feel and just as though your your niece your nephew some some cute little child uh, you know it, it just walks up to you and says the things that you say to yourself next you need to respond accordingly and if standing in the grocery store you wouldn't tell this little you know four-year-old to buck up buddy (laughs) then then don't say it to yourself because that's almost never how we would react to somebody else and i've learned to talk to myself like i talk to everyone else and it has made such an incredible beautiful difference i'm not perfect at it i still on occasion you know think things but then I'm like you know what that's that's not logical let's reframe that let's see where that's coming from and it really took a lot of of effort and work to dig myself out of the patterns that I'd had for my whole life Mm. and that's awesome so three things you can three things many people can do when they're thinking about am I avoiding myself and where do I start I think that's the three things are basically look in the mirror and, and say those affirmations and, and have a clear level of awareness as to where you have that wince or when you have, you know, that little bit of doubt creep in or you can sense in your facial expressions, you know, or, or you can sense a tightness in your body whenever you say words like I'm beautiful or like I'm rich, I'm worthy, I'm enough, whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really cool, almost like a litmus test to see what it is you can look in inward and, and, and face and to, and to love. And then from there, you can do a, you know, a heart-centered meditation, focus on the thing that's beating your heart, focus on the, you know, the oneness or, or whatever meditation you like to do. And then from there, you can sit with this inner child and ask the, ask the quality questions of this child. What is it? that you feel what is it that you need from me how is it that you need to be looked after what you know what do you need in order to feel loved enough safe all those really cool questions and i think one thing that you uh that one thing that you you hinted towards was how surprising self-talk can be if you're trying to like you said if you're if you're in the space of recognizing that i talk to myself the same way i would talk to anyone just noticing that self-talk it can be a huge eye opener when you're talking and you're just unconsciously telling yourself, Oh my God, you'll never be good enough at that. Oh my God, you don't make enough here. Oh my God. If this person uh, knew about what you're, what you think, then, you know, then that would make you not enough. Whatever, whatever small things come into your mind can really start to, you know, open your eyes and see how is it that I talk to myself? Um, there's some really, really cool tips. Is there, is there anything else you would add any, any other thing that would enhance those three, those three methods? I think that anybody, especially there, there's a term for uh, one of the terms for the path of spiritual enlightenment is um, we all go through what we call the dark night of the soul. And it's, it's when we hit our rock bottom and we're really 
really just having a hard time with everything. And even, even now in the roller coaster, I have found that the thing I need the most is patience with myself because I spent the greater part of the first three decades of my life learning and following these patterns that didn't serve me. And I have been really dedicated to getting myself out of them for probably the last three years. And I, I still, I still have rough days. I have a lot more good days, but it is so important not to become discouraged or think that, you know, you've been at this for a year. Why aren't you better at this? If you have a bad day, it's just really important for me to be patient with myself. And I think that's the best advice I could give to anybody is be kind to yourself. Wow. Awesome. And so not only be kind, but be patient. I think this, this has been a huge game changer for me. Uh, when I, even in the last week or so started to realize how much in a hurry I was and Mm -hmm. how much in a hurry I was for the, for the business, for the growth, for the engagement, for the, for my own personal, um, development and where I want to be somewhere else. And I've caught so many of my patterns, resolved a lot of them. Um, but it becomes more, I become more and more aware of where I can be more patient. And now once I started um, reading the Tao Te Ching and, and practicing Taoism and bringing ancient wisdom into my, my business and things like that, I just started feeling this huge level of peace that I've never felt before, only in the space when I dropped all of resistance and I actually sat with uh, the belief that what's coming will come in, its, in the time that it's meant to, right? Whatever's coming to me, is meant to do it and it will do it in the, in the divine timing. And so that just, I just felt so much weight off my shoulders when I practiced that level of patience, whatever's coming is meant to come. Whatever's coming is, is going to come in its own time and it will come actually with more abundance and with more, uh, you know, more precise timing when I do drop the resistance and when I do have a level of patience with myself. Um, is there anything you would add to that? That is so eloquently worded. And I think for me, once I began practicing being present, living fully in my body and doing all of this work to really use all of my senses and engage this amazing experience that is my life, I let go of expectations. My, my resistance was trying to control the outcome of things. And those are expectations. When I let go of them, my life became wildly more fun and prosperous and entertaining because I could only see what could happen from my old pattern and from my window. And when I shut my eyes and let things happen the way that they were supposed to happen, and I I moved fully from myself and my heart, I just can't tell you the amount of incredible love and, and cathartic days that I have gotten to have. 
that were just better than my wildest imagination. I had to get out of my own way first. Yeah, that's the that's the key. And I think one thing that's coming up for me that you're explaining here that uh, that you might want to talk to is that we can have an open and closed heart no matter what we're feeling. Um, yeah. and, and so you can definitely feel all of these levels of pain and frustration and doubt and worry, whatever it may be. You can do that both with an open and closed heart and same with the levels of joy, abundance, love, whatever that may be. You can also do that with an open and closed heart, right? Uh, so you can love someone but you can also love them with a closed heart, love them because you feel love because they're, they're, they're uh, you know, behaving in terms of your expectations, right? Or you can feel um, joy because your life looks the way you, your ego thinks it should look, or you can feel yeah. so much, you can feel so much pain, frustration, doubt, worry, loss, whatever it may be with an open heart. And like you're saying, you can you can feel all of these feelings knowing that there's a deeper purpose knowing that you're connecting with yourself knowing that you're going from a heart-centered place and looking at the inner child that's there um is is that how you would describe it is there anything you would you would add to that i think that's a beautiful visualization and i have most certainly found that especially in the beginning i had I had so much suffering that I had not acknowledged that I, I really some days looked at my mental health like an archaeological dig and I would, I would uncover a new, a new building or site or something, you know, in, in my, in my mind. And I would, I would just sit with it and I would just say, wow. Okay. So this, man, this was, this was really awful. The other side of that is I think we are capable of experiencing joy at the same level we're willing to experience and sit in and really feel suffering. So if we are, if we're living on a scale of the happiest we've ever been is a 10, the saddest we're ever going to be is a negative 10, that's, that's fine. But literally, and hopefully this is motivating, if you're willing to go sit with suffering at a negative 100 and not make it go away. Just, just sit with it and say, wow, this is, this is really, this really sucked and it's allowed to really suck. And I'm allowed to have these feelings. Then once you've given up your resistance, my resistance to the negative 100 suffering, I got to feel plus 100 joy. Yeah. To me, that's, to me, that's inspiring. To me, that's, that offers, a, a unique look because not only are you willing to feel uh, the suffering, but it gives you a good perspective on when you're about to take your leap. If you're, if you're about to take your heart's leap, you know that there's internal challenges that are going to come up. There's internal patterns that you're going to have to face. There's egoic patterns that you're going to have to feel and, and that are going to have to fall away. And if you're not willing to feel the suffering at levels at levels minus 100 uh, knowing that it's just, it's, it's a pattern that will resolve and it's a pattern that will uh, that will transcend. Then if you're willing to face that, you can, you're willing to also enjoy the abundance, the connection with yourself, the, the creativity, the, the, you know, the endless options and, and what's available to you on the other side of that. 
right? So when you're, when you're willing to feel everything, when you're willing to face the, you know, the dark night of the soul, when you're willing to face the negative 100 suffering, it gives you a huge uh, appreciation for what you're about to go through, right? What you're about to go through. Is that what you felt when you were, when you decided to look inward and you decided to make that shift? Were you, did you make a declaration that you're like, I'm willing to face this. I'm willing to feel this suffering. I don't, I don't know. I don't know that it was a declaration. I don't know that it was, that it was a choice. I was, I was so uncomfortable. I was so, maybe I couldn't run anymore. I mean, maybe I'd, maybe I'd just, I'd hit the end. I'd sprinted and, and my, I couldn't outrun my suffering anymore. So I was either going to have to up my levels of, of dulling or blinding it. And I was luckily self-aware enough that I realized that that was not a good idea or, or I was going to have to sit with it. And I highly suggest, I, I went to school to be a psychologist. I have a psychology degree and, you know, I, I have used and will continue to use at certain times in my life, professional help. And there's, there's absolutely no shame for getting help if you need help unpacking some, some of this stuff. It's not, it's some people can do it alone. That's totally fine. Everybody has their own journey and there, there is something to be said for, for getting, getting help in your journey. That was, I was never good at asking for help. So that was a big step for me. Wow. Yeah. And, and me too. I mean, I, I, I've had coaches, you know, my whole, you know, professional life because I, I feel like me too. I, I struggle with, with asking for help with recognizing that there's some unconscious patterns that I'm not aware of. Uh, so that was a journey for me. And I, I, I can, I can tell you if, when you do get the um, professional help, it does help with you noticing your own patterns. When someone notices something that was unconscious to you, you start to be curious more within yourself. And I think that's what you were sort of tapping into when you were explaining that it's almost like an archaeological dig when you're sort of going inward and you're sort of exploring it. You're sort of feeling this suffering or this pain and you have curiosity around it. It's like, what can I explore? Why is this here? What five-year-old is, is within me that I can love unconditionally that's not being seen? And I feel that all the time when I, I'll wake up after like, three days of open heart and, and feeling and, and, um, and complete, you know, I feel peace and bliss. Then I'll wake up one morning and feel anxiety or pain or frustration or whatever it may be. And it's like that archeological dig. It's like, what is, what is this? What, what different levels of me are coming up right now? And it's, it's coming up so it can come out. And so there's that curiosity factor that I think is, is super, super important. And it, no matter if you go at it alone or if you have, help with that i think that that added curiosity uh goes a huge huge way in terms of your awareness would you agree absolutely i as a as a way to keep my favorite sort of i use a a lot of slogans and analogies and as a way to keep my favorite ones with me whatever was resonating at the time i got some scrap pieces of leather on etsy and I got a leather punch. And every time a quote or a saying resonated with me, I would punch it onto leather and I would, I would carry it around with me. So I had these, these physical talismans of my, my journey 
And probably my favorite one was once you know new things, they can never be unknown. The curiosity that you speak of, once, once you uncover that, once you have a certain level of self-awareness, you're never going to be able to trick yourself again. The, the blinding, the, the dullness, the, you know, the tricks that we do to sort of distract ourselves, they'll work. But once you do the work to develop the curiosity and the self-awareness through whatever channels work for you, be a benefit to you for the rest of your life. You can't, you can't unlearn the things that you learn. Yeah. Isn't that worth, isn't that worth everything and more is to, once you, once you gain a different level of awareness, once you uncover a pattern and you start become becoming aware of it, it starts to transcend. There's no undoing that. You know, there's no undoing that. And, and when I sit down in meditation, I feel pain or, or frustration. I know that I know once I see this pattern for what it is, um, I can, I can, it's almost like you can't not see it. It's, it's like I've talked in the last couple of episodes and a few on the group coaching calls, um, where I sometimes in the group or online, when I'm doing some things online, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm, um, being taken advantage of sometimes uh, that pattern comes up because I'm not too sure when, but at some stage, no doubt uh, when I was a child, I had, I had that feeling like I'm being taken advantage of. And, uh, and because of that, I felt unsafe or I felt uh, uh, unloved. And that's the pattern that's coming up now for me that I'm working through and, and that can't not be seen now. Every single time I feel that, I instantly go into the observer and say, oh my God, that's the, there's the pattern again. And I feel it and I, I feel it fully. I love that, that inner child that was taken advantage of and I allow that pattern to dissolve more and more and more every day. And once I get that level of awareness for that pattern, I can't, it's, it's, it's like it just moves from unconscious to conscious. And now every time it comes up, I, I can see it for what it is. Have you seen... Is that similar to, is that similar to your experience? It definitely is. I, for instance, recently I was headhunted for a nonprofit to help them clean up a department that they, they, they had some people retire, they had some turnover and they were like, your experience level is, is perfect for this. We really want you for this. Went into the office, got my footing and really just did a fantastic job. One day I make one mistake and I'm like, oh my gosh, how could you, how could you do that? How could you, what, how, how did, like, you know, the, the familiar spiral of I'm not enough. That was such a rookie mistake. And so I actually had a spider plant on one of the, which is a big long leggy plant as its name would suggest, on one of the cabinets near my desk. And as soon as I felt myself, probably probably took about two minutes of me sort of beating myself up and trying to figure out how this was never going to happen again. It was a really simple mistake. I'd just like forgotten a comma in an email or something. As soon as I realized that I was really being super hard on myself, I went over and stuck my head in the spider plant and took a really deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't did it help? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. I don't know. 
I love plants and the earth really, really grounds me. I love to garden and it just, it, it's life and they're so simple and they're kind of like, plants are like dogs. They, they're just, they love you and they're happy to see you no matter what. So stuck my head in the spider plant and I was like, I have done, start, I began to list all the things that I did really well that day. And I said, you're a human. We, we have 99% accuracy and this is the part where you learn to say, I, I realize I made a mistake. I'm going to try not to do that again, but this hardly begets all of the things that you were saying about yourself. And so take two minutes, hang out with the spider plant, reset yourself, go, go back to your computer, type another email and go on with your life. So it definitely, it's, it's a lot of work to get there. But as you said, once, once you, once you find it, once you see it, it you, you can't, can't unsee it and it might sneak up on you and grab you by the neck for two minutes and rip you around a little bit but you're going to catch on to its game pretty quickly yeah uh, i hope there wasn't any actual spiders in the spider plant <laughs> just stick your, no. stick your head in there no. and then you've got a hair full of hair full of spiders that would be something that might happen down here in australia <laughs> oh man i've heard i've heard about your spiders i don't know <laughs> if i want to. <laughs> uh it's 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 not too bad we uh we get by. We ba- we get by. Every every single time someone comes off the plane from international, they basically have to run from the plane to to the airport and just avoid all the spiders and snakes. And that's just that's just the reality. And so, oh my God. no, I'm, I'm kidding. It's not. <laughs> that's what people's interpretation of Australia is, but it's really not. It's really not that bad. But um, I think back to what you're saying in all of this, and to sum up in terms of feeling, in terms of doing what you can to look at your patterns, doing what you can to love those sides of you and doing what you can to have as much curiosity, as much patience, uh, as much detachment from the outcomes as you can. What you just summed up there was perfect in terms of learning. As soon as you know that this is a learning curve, as soon as you know this is something that you can benefit if you take the lesson away from it, that's the, that's the, the golden key right? It's every, every single thing that's happening right now in your life, every single thing that will happen is part of your spiritual journey. It's part of a lesson that you need to learn. And it's part of a, it's, it's, it's part of your journey. It's part of your unfolding. And if, if you're willing to go on a self discovery of, of learning these lessons, internal and external, on the other side of that is a deeper connection with yourself that just leads to a more, a more rich, a more meaningful life that you know deep down you're meant to live. You know deep down this is what you're here for, and this is the the quality life that you're that you're here to uh, that you're here to live. And so I think that's a really really good summary, really good way to finish off. And is there is there anything else that you'd like to uh, that you'd like to add that would make this this uh, this this talk complete? I love, I love what you just said, that we are, we are here to live wonderful, prosperous, and abundant lives. And to have the self-esteem to feel like we deserve those things is, is worth the work to get there. Totally. I love that. That's awesome. And that's one of the biggest takeaways of my life and one of the biggest takeaways people can have from this, this call. So 
Michael and Kane, everyone, this is uh, this is uh, such a such a pleasure, such a, an awesome thing to just share your story. Um, feel free to reach out to her. I'll put uh, I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to reach out to her and connect with her on Facebook. And um, no doubt, a lot of you already know her from the from the support in the in the community. Um, but this has been an awesome, awesome interview. It's been something that uh, I'm, I'm now looking to do more of because I've just just realized how powerful it can be to get someone else's perspective, someone else's story, someone else's uh, viewpoint on life. Um, so thanks so much for being here and uh, no doubt we'll be seeing you around in the community. Tyson, thank you for being such an authentic space. I really, I really appreciate you on so many levels. Thank you. You're very welcome. You're very welcome. I'll see you in the community, okay? Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Awaken Your Business podcast. If you're like me and you have a heart that wants to contribute, you might want to come join us over on the online Facebook community called Connect, Contribute, Collaborate. This is the community of heart-centered business owners who are all doing this internal work. We mastermind around the latest business topics. We collaborate with each other to grow as one. And we do what we can to assist some charities and worthy causes around the world. So head over to TysonCoaching.com where you can find the link to join. And if you know you want to dive in deep into this work yourself, sign up for the free transformational group coaching calls. Whether you want to uncover some unconscious patterns or shift those you're already aware of, or maybe even just benefiting from the live coaching of other members, there's always takeaways that lead to more peace and clearly more business success on the other end. Because I believe it's not what you learn here that's going to help you with your awakening, it's what you actually do with it. So if it feels like your expansion, jump over to TysonCoaching.com and I'll see you in the community. Take care now.